I'm reading one verse of scripture. Read it many, many, many times. It's found in Matthew chapter 5. Brother Dave Robinson, good to have you today. Always glad to have you in Monroe. We love you. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus sat and was teaching his disciples what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And he started with the Beatitudes. And in chapter 5, verse 6, he said this, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Who will help me preach in this room for the little next little while today? I need your help. God, just give me anointing today. Just anoint our ears. God, don't let it be just a sermon today. Let it be something from the heart of God. Let me be the very mouthpiece of God in the next few minutes to this congregation. We need to hear your voice, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Happy birthday, Lisa. Does anybody know what it's like to be hungry? If you did what you said you were going to do this week and you fasted, you found out like what it was like to be hungry. To be hungry is uh, it's an uneasy feeling. Matter of a fact, hungry people are often dangerous people. Because man can get so hungry that he will steal and he will even kill. Men oftentimes in different lands and in different places have felt the pains of hunger, maybe on a battlefield, maybe because of a drought, maybe because of some terrible circumstance in their life. As a matter of fact, there are nations of our world where people are dying of hunger as I stand in this pulpit to preach to you today. Everybody gets hungry. Let me say it again, everybody gets hungry. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty hungry right now. I uh, decided yesterday morning that I'd just get up and cook. So I did. I just went and got me an old pork roast, cranked up my pit boss, put it on, smoked it for five hours, Got some creamed potatoes and gravy, some squash and some zucchini and put it on the grill. Finished it off with some homemade Cinnabon. Now y'all hungry yet? Y'all want to go home with me? I got some left. Everybody gets hungry. Not a soul in this building that doesn't know what it's like to be hungry. And food is a, it's a, an element that we must have. And water, we know what it's like to get thirsty. This is why Jesus said what he did in the Sermon on the Mount when he said he was given all the things that we would be blessed for. But he, that, that one in verse 6 where he said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst. But he didn't say after food. He said after righteousness. 
for they shall be filled. I know what it's like to be physically hungry, and you know what it's like because we've all been there. But I also know what it's like to be spiritually hungry, hungry for the things of God, hungry for a deep move of the Holy Ghost, hungry for the things that perhaps came our way and it has been a long time since we've feasted upon them again. I don't know about you, but I feel often like David when he said in Psalms 42, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You know what David was saying? I'm just hungry and I'm thirsty for the things of God in my life. He said it again in the 63rd Psalms. He said, oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee and my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Ladies and gentlemen, could I just bear my soul for a little bit today? I, 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 when, I, when I arrived at this office this morning early, I was here before 5 o'clock. I was here about 4.30 as a matter of a fact. And when I began to seek the face of God and tell the Lord that I'm hungry for the things of God, he laid some things upon me, and I, I want to give them to you in a very serious matter because here's what I see, and here's what I want to tell you that I felt like the Lord let me see on this day. We have it better than we've ever had it. The building is awesome. The sound system is awesome. The lights, I have no problem with lights. I have no problem with music. I have no problem with anything that we have or anything that we do. I want all of the modern things that the church can afford, and I want it to be up to date, and I want everything to be good in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome people. We want them to feel comfortable. Is there anybody glad there's an air conditioner in the church today? We used to have to fan. We don't fan anymore. We got the best of everything. Look around you today and see what God has blessed us with. But in our getting and in the things that we have attained in this world and even in this church, I am afraid that somewhere we have lost the deep hunger for the things of God that we really ought to have. David longed for it. As a matter of fact, in one place he was hiding out and running for his life and he looked around at his men and he said, oh, that one would give me a drink 
of the water of the well of Bethlehem. You know what he was doing? He was reminiscing what he did have and what he used to have. I've come to preach on a Sunday morning to every soul in this building today. We all need to be hungry, but not for pork roast and not for cream potatoes and gravy. We need to be hungry for a deep, anointing of God upon our life and a deep move of the Spirit in our soul. <coughs> you say, oh, preacher, I'm hungry. Now, now I'm probably going to mess some, some folks up here today. Preacher, I want it. Do you really? Preacher, I, I believe God will give it to me and I'm hungry and I'm thirsty and I'm seeking it. Okay, I'll take your word for that. So while I preach to me today, would you sit in like a good congregation and would you just hear what the word of the Lord tells us about the last days? Because here's, here's what it said in the book of Proverbs. A full soul loatheth the honeycomb, but to the hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. In other words, when a man is full and he's got everything and, and he, he don't feel the pains of hunger, then the honeycomb doesn't mean much to him. He he the sweet and, and the good food is not it, it doesn't really mean much. Have you ever pulled up a chair to eat and perhaps you had just ate something a few hours ago or a few minutes ago and you just kind of thought, ugh, I'm really not hungry. I really don't want anything to eat. That's what the Bible's talking about because here we are in the 21st century. Blessed. Everybody say we're blessed. Come on, say it with me. We're blessed. We got everything we need, and we have money in our pocket. We have a great car to drive to church. We've got clothes on our back. We've got food on our table. Our kids are well clothed. We've got all that we need in life. Most of us do. But I want to tell you right now, we cannot afford to be caught up as a full soul that loatheth the honeycomb. We have got to be like the hungry soul where every bitter thing has become sweet. More than riches and more than fame and more than power and more than social media. We need to be hungry for the deep things of God. See, we, y'all don't mind me just preaching a little bit, do you? We, we get caught up in what all it's supposed to be. Every once in a while, somebody will tag me and say, well, you're just old. I am. I'll admit that. But I know what it's about to have a move of God. I know what it's like to have the sick healed. I know what it's like to see people speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives them. I know what it's like to take people to the waters of baptism. I've seen enough to know that God can change a drug addict in a moment's time. I've seen enough to know that God can turn an alcoholic around just like that. I've seen enough to know that God can take people with illicit lifestyles and turn them into saints of the living God. You know why? Because I've watched the moving of his hand and I've watched the stirring in the church and I've lived long enough till I've also watched modernization. I, I, I 
please don't date me. I'm not against anything that we have. I'm against losing what we've had. I'm against losing what used to be. I'm against losing prayer warriors. I'm against losing the sound of a prayer room. I'm against losing hours of prayer and days of fasting to where when you walk in the building, the glory of the Lord is there and the hand of God does a work in people's lives. Come on, you can help me preach or you can sit there and look at me today. I'm going to preach regardless of whatever you do. But I'm going to tell you this right now. We are those who have come to the end of all things. That's why Paul picked up the pen and he wrote to Timothy, the young preacher, in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And this is what he said. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove and rebuke. Exhort with long suffering and doctrine. But he didn't stop there. He said, Timothy, the time will come. The time is going to come when they, who's they? The church will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, I want you to hear me now, after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned into fables. Let me tell you, everybody that shouts Jesus is not of Jesus. Oh, I'm about to preach now. Everybody that's got a TV broadcast is not a man of God. Everybody that says, send me your money and I'll pray over you, it's not a, a, not a true servant of God. The Bible said in the last days there's going to be a time when people are going to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You know what that means? They, they want to just go to where they can hear what makes them feel good. They want to go, I, I don't want to make you feel good today. I want to make you miserable in the Holy Ghost today. I want to make you want to come to an altar and pray today. I want the Holy God of Israel to convict every soul in this room today. I want something to shake this place and to move every child of God. Get us back, Lord, to where we're not looking for preachers that just, my God have mercy, could I preach today? We don't need preachers that will just tell you what you want to hear. We need somebody to stir our soul. You know we're looking for another pastor you know I'm going to take a different role in this church, but I'll tell you before a preacher will walk in here without anointing and without fire and without the power of the Holy Ghost. I'll preach till I'm 90. I'll stay here until I'm 100. I want to tell you God's got somebody that wants an apostolic revival. I don't want just another teacher. I'm not got itching ears today for somebody to just stand up and pat me on the back and make me feel good. I am hungry for the the things of God. Well, you know, it don't take all that, preacher. You don't have to do it. You don't have to get loud like that. I don't have to do anything. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for props right now. 
I'm looking for props. Where's the stool at? You got a stool? If you want to go to a church, the preachers look like he just comes out of the playground and he's got holes in his jeans and practically a muscle shirt on and his tennis shoes are untied and his hair looked like he just took a blow dryer and never run a comb through it if that's what you're looking for baby you hit the road because it ain't happening here But if you want somewhere where preachers pray and people are full of the Holy Ghost and people are hungry for God and there's signs and miracles and wonders and the preacher gets excited about the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're in the right place. But don't give me that stuff. Well, we just want to be seeker friendly. No, you want to be worldly friendly. really care. I'm on the downhill plunge. I, I, I'm just telling you right now, what I want is for God to reach his mighty hand into this congregation and every backslider be refilled with the presence of the power of God. Every child to have tears running down their cheek to where they feel the holiness of God. To everybody that's sick in this building to be healed by the power of God. Don't give me entertainment. Don't give me just a fly-by-night preacher. Don't give me somebody looking for a paycheck. Don't give me somebody that wants to just make you feel better and, and keep the crowd coming. We may not have a crowd, but I never want to lose the anointing of God. The time will come, Paul said. They're coming. They won't endure sound doctrine. And it's, it's sound doctrine is more than just one God, Jesus' name, baptism, talking in tongues, salvational issues. I'm telling you, sound doctrine is, te is teaching people what the word of the Lord said. They entangle the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit and salvation and holy living and righteousness before God. That's what sound doctrine is. There's more teaching in here than just the oneness of God and Jesus' name, baptism. You better be careful who you listen to. You better be careful who you tune your ears into. I can tell you right now there's preachers that will tell you whatever you want them to tell you in order to get your tithes and your money if that's what you want out of me I refuse to be a hireling I've never been one for 52 years and I'm not going to be one on this Sunday morning I will tell you God needs to get a hold of our soul and shake us and move us and stir us for apostolic revival in these last days Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. I got to, matter of fact, I was laying in bed last night and the scripture started coming to me for Jude. Only one chapter in Jude. Only one chapter. But Jude said some things we need to hear. He said, 
these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally is brute beast. In those things they corrupt themselves. Watch this. Woe unto them. Everybody say they're in trouble. God said, woe unto them, for they have gone the way of Cain and ran greedily after Era of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Now you go study Cain and you go study Balaam and you go study Korah and you'll find out what God was speaking against. Amen. I don't have time to go into all that tonight, but today. But here's what he said. He said, these are spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, they are clouds, clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up, plucked up by the roots. Let me tell you something. Watch me right here. You can't be twice dead until you're twice born. So Paul said, or excuse me, Jude said, he said they're twice dead and they're plucked up by the roots. Here's what they are. They're raging waves of the sea, foaming out their shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. He goes on to say in the 16th verse, these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speaking great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But beloved, he said, but beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These they be who separate themselves. They are sensual, not having not the Spirit, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You know what he said? We don't need people that are just fixtures in the church. We don't need the mockers and the complainers to rise in the church. There are some people that have come that have criticized apostolic revival, criticized an apostolic move of God, and they are clouds without water. Oh, I'm going to preach. They are carried about by winds. They are trees where their fruit has withered. They had it. They had fruit, but they don't have it anymore. The Bible said they are without fruit, and they've died not once, but they've died a spiritual death. And here I tell you, Jude said they are plucked up by the roots. They are raging waves of the sea, and they're foaming out their shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Why are you preaching that, preacher? Because that is not a day that is coming, honey. That is a day that is here. That is not a day that we're looking for. That is a day that we're living in right now. Ah, I don't expect you to shout much about my preaching this morning, but here's what I can tell you. When we get 
it to where we're clouds without water and trees without fruit and we're just going through the motions. We show up on a Sunday morning like it's a Lions Club or a Kiwanis Club and we go through our little Pentecostal calisthenics and we all know how to worship and we all can dance a little bit. We know how to do that. We can all say hallelujah. We can all sing a little bit and then we get our Sunday morning fix and we're off till the next Sunday if we're lucky and you show back up but I'll tell you what's missing the hunger for the word of God and the hunger for the things of God and the hunger for the anointing of God if you don't have it today you ought to hit an altar and say God restore unto me the hunger that I've lost for the things of God in my life ball teams win championships when they get hungry Boxers win matches when they get hungry. You don't get it unless you're hungry. Because when you're hungry, you're sold out to it. You'll do whatever you got to do to get it. You'll go wherever you got to go. You'll, you'll be whatever you have to be. Is there anybody here? I'm not asking you, to, are you hungry for steak today? I'm asking if you're hungry for God today. Are you hungry for the Spirit of God to move into your life and for the Lord to, to, to clean you up real good? I ask the Lord this morning, God, just let your blood come over me. Just let your blood cleanse me today. Just let everything, my thinking be right. I don't want to get so caught up in this world that, that all I can think about is, is, is the things of this world. And we can get there. And, and as a matter of fact, some of us are there. And, and, and we get up in the morning thinking about this or thinking about that. And, and we, we go through the motions of a day and we never think about, God, would you anoint me today? Would you touch my mind today? Would you touch my heart today? Would you give me a fresh anointing and a renewal? of the Holy Ghost. How long? I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but how long has it been since you asked God to renew you in the Holy Ghost? How long has it been since you stayed on your knees by yourself until you just prayed through to the Holy Ghost? Until you prayed, until you spoke in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. You prayed until the tears were unstoppable and the groanings were unutterable and the anointing of God. I'm preaching to you today because you see, you can be hungry for a job, hungry for a car, hungry for food on your table, hungry for society. Oh, God, deliver us from that hunger and make us hungry for righteousness and the things of God. Because he said, when you get hungry, when you get hungry, I am going to feel you. Does anybody believe that today? When you get hungry, he said, blessed are the hungry. Because I'll fill you up. I'll give you something to live for. In this room on this Sunday morning, in this room there are people that have all kind of hunger. Some of you want more money. I guess we all do, don't we? Some folks want to be popular. quiet in this room, but that's okay. Some folks want to be powerful. It's okay. 
It's all right to have aspirations of what you want to be in this world, okay? Nothing wrong with that. I want to be the best man I can be. I want to be, I want to live the best I can live. I, I want God to keep blessing me because he's blessed me. I give him all the glory. But let me tell you something, and I'm, I'm saying this before this congregation today. If all I'm after is power and fame and money and fortune and good times, that's all I'm after. I pray God would take it all away. Jerk the rug right out from under my feet because there's nothing more important than me having him in my life. Not anything. Not anything. I preached that long ago. Do you really love Jesus? Y'all remember that? I run some families off. They literally left. Said they, 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 I preached it too hard. It's okay. I may ask them to leave after today. But I tell you what, if you want to be on the road to heaven, I'm going to help you get there. If you want to go to heaven, I'm going to keep preaching as long as I'm here. I'm going to keep preaching just like I'm preaching because your hunger for God matters. Because he said, if you get hungry for me, I'll fill you up. I'll fill you up. I'll take care of that hunger if you'll just stay hungry for me. How do I get hungry, preacher? I'll tell you how. Get out and start examining yourself. Examine your mind. Examine your motives. Examine the things you do on a daily basis. Examine your lifestyle. Examine your speech every day. Examine what you're going through. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you today, but I want God to turn a searchlight inside of me and look at every crevice of my soul. I want him to dig out all the things in me that is unlike him because nothing compares to having the presence and the power of God in my life. I'm not the success that I want to be. I'm nowhere near what God wants me to be. But I'll tell you what I am doing. I'm getting hungry all over again for God to feel me up one more time with his spirit. Help me, Toby. Oh. True story. There was a man that went to war, became a prisoner of war. I knew him many years ago. He came home after a few years of being a prisoner of war. I can't remember if it was his child or his grandchild, but one of his one of his kids at the table one day in jest. And we've probably all done it. Just took a piece of light bread and rolled it up in a little ball and threw it at somebody across the table. And before the man could stop himself, he said he grabbed that kid. He snatched him up and he pulled him close. He said, son, don't you ever let me see you do that again. The boy's eyes were wide. He didn't know he'd committed such a crime. And the man went on to say, I've been hungry. And I don't ever want to see bread wasted again. I've been hungry. I can tell you what it's like to be hungry. I can tell you what it's like to be starving. You don't ever play with bread. 
I wonder if that could get a hold of us today. I wonder if there's somebody honest enough in this building today. I said, Pastor, you know, I've, I've had my, my eyes fixed on everything else. Dana, I, I talk about you a little bit. Here's the clerk of court. She won in a fair election. She's running again. I'm voting for her. But let me tell you something, Dana, if you don't get cloak or court, you still got to occupy the front seat in this church because nothing's more important than serving God. I love you, and I want you to win, but that's not more important than what I'm talking about today. Not more important. What are you hungry for? That's my text today. What do you want? What do you want God to do? How deep do you want to go with God? Are you hungry for friends? Well, he's a friend that's to get closer than a brother. If you're hungry for riches, oh, you haven't heard about him. But he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. And the earth is his footstool. And heaven is his throne. And what we count as valuable gold, he just uses as pavement where he's from. Yeah. He's got riches if that's what you need. He's got friends if that's what you need. You need a counselor? The Bible said he's the mighty God. He's the counselor. He's the prince of peace. You need peace? I see people seeking for all kind of things. You see them in this world? They've gone crazy looking for all different things and hungry for this and hungry for They've got The world has gone absolutely nuts. Please, if you're here this way today, I don't mean to offend you, but what, what's the meaning of, of all these things? Why, why do you have to go to this, that extreme? Why are you ditching everything you've ever been taught to find a few minutes pleasure in this world? To find a little acceptance in this world? Why are you throwing everything out the window to just be like everybody else? My God, I'm preaching today. Why are you doing that? Because you're hungry. Some people are just hungry for attention. Some people are hungry for for just to look good in the eyes of everybody else. Let me tell you, I may never look good to you, but I want to look good to him. I want to look good to him. I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So how hungry are you? Are you hungry enough to get up 15 minutes early in the morning and say, God, before I start my day, I need it. I need to tell you something. I, I want you to be in my life today. I need you in my soul today. Lord, baptize me again this morning with your presence. Are you hungry enough to turn the radio off going to work? And while you're driving down the road, let the tears stream down your face and say, Lord, I commit this day unto you. I know you're going to bless. I know you're going to be with me. I'm hungry for the things of God today. You see, that's what we've got away from. 
who got away. You know what the Bible said? Pray without ceasing. I don't mean you got to be at an altar praying 24 hours a day, but you got to be having. You got to have a spirit of prayer in you, and every moment of every day, you got to be able to say, "Lord, I need you right now. I need a touch of the Holy Ghost right now." Is anybody helping me preach today? Does anybody believe what I'm preaching this morning? What are you hungry for? What are you hungry for? Let me, let me tell you something. I hadn't preached this way in a long time, but, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do what I need to do here today. If all you're worried about is getting another job so you can keep up with the Joneses, I don't think we have any Joneses here, but if you're just trying to keep up with the Joneses and money's all it's about to you and you can't come to church because of your job and because of your second job, I'm not talking about your job, because you got you're entertaining your flesh. You know what God needs to do? He needs to jerk that away from you and put you back on your knees at an altar because there's things more important than money in your life. You know how I know that? Because Jesus taught on money more than he did heaven or hell. It was the most talked about subject in the New Testament. Go check me out. If I'm lying to you, I'll fold my Bible and quit preaching. It was the most talked about subject in the New Testament. Jesus talked about money way more than he did heaven or hell. You see, it becomes our God. That's why the Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. Money's not the root of all evil. The love of money is. You can't get caught up in that. Well, Pastor, I'm not going to be able to do my part in the church. Why? Because I got I got to be a part out here. Watch me. Oh God, y'all gonna hate me when this is over. Watch me right here. Mama, Daddy, your kids only gonna be in that grade just a year, and they're gonna be in that school about two or three years at the most. And all that effort you're putting in there could be put into the church. Because you don't miss anything there. And if they happen to have it on Wednesday nights, it God takes second fiddle. I might need this chair. You see, I'm a hard preacher. I know I am. I'm a hard preacher when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know what? There's a lot of preachers hard on stuff that's not in the Bible. What I'm preaching today is in the Bible. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. What I'm preaching today is in the word of God. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. What I'm preaching is in the Bible today. I'm not preaching a bunch of stuff that you don't have to, that you can't find in the scripture. Here's who we are. And I close. I got four minutes. Here, here we are. Here's who we are. Jesus spoke to the churches, the seven churches of Asia Minor in the book of Revelation. And he came to the church of Laodicea. And he said unto them, now if you go study the churches of Asia, they are likened to dispensations and generations that we, we know about. And here's what he said about our day. Here's what he's talking about in our time. He said to the church of Laodicea, I know thy works. Thou art neither hot nor cold. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, increased with goods, have need of nothing. 
And you don't know, he said. I'm paraphrasing now. You don't really know. You think you've got it all. But really, you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So he said, I'm counseling you to go buy gold, try it in the fire, that you may be rich and white raiment, that thou may be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with thy salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, listen to what Jesus said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent, shall we stand. Nobody wants to make you mad today. Nobody wants to run you off today. Nobody wants to put a guilt trip on you today. I've come to preach the word of the Lord. And if we do what we ought to do, we'd every one of us come before Jesus Christ and say, Lord, create in me that hunger one more time. Take me back to the old landmarks, Lord. Let me have that experience the way I used to have it. Let me have that commitment that I used to have. Let me have that dedication that I used to have. Because you see, as time goes by and our hunger changes and the things of, of this world begin to get into our lives, we can, we can very easily lose sight of what this is really all about. He said, I counsel of you, go buy gold that's been tried in the fire. You need to get the goods again. I'm asking you this morning, Every head in this bow, in this building bowed and every eye closed. For the visitors, thank you for coming. I'm so sorry that you had to hear an old-fashioned preacher today, but I'm really not because this is what it takes to go to heaven. Is there anybody in this room that will step out and say, I will be the first to dedicate myself to God and to find that hunger that, that I once had. I want to get it like I've never had it. I want it to be in me from this moment forward. I want it to work on me through the night. I want it to be on me in the day tomorrow. I want it to be on me all day, this every day this week. I need the hunger. I want the hunger. I want the deep desires of God. Is there anybody that would say, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God? Who will join me? Who will join me quickly? Who will join me quickly? Come on. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry and I'm thirsty, Lord. I got to have a touch of the Holy Ghost. I want to renew it in my spirit today, Lord. I want an old-fashioned anointing of God in my life. I want to lay some things down for you today. I want to push the things that have taken your place aside. I want you to become the first and foremost of my life this morning. Is there anybody, anybody that will say that prayer with me today? Come on, right where you are, just put your hands up. It's okay. And say, God, I need you. I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry. I need you in my life. I need you when I go to bed tonight. I need you when I wake up in the morning. I need you all through the day, Lord. I need you when I turn my iPhone on. I need you when I turn my computer on.